hamburger steaks, holiday inns. That's the kind of world that I live in. Welcome back to Building the Bach, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, Bach and Real Estate, we talk with Michael Hogue, commercial real estate broker with Transwestern. They're out of Minneapolis and headquartered in Houston, the energy capital of the world. This is commercial real estate broker Michael Hogue. Well, that's my life. There ain't nothing else in the world above it. And this segment of Building the Bakken is sponsored by BakkenLocator.com, the number one business directory in the Bakken. That's BakkenLocator.com. Bookmark it today, folks. You won't regret it. Michael Hogue with uh, Transwestern, uh, based out of Minneapolis. At least our office is based out of Minneapolis. Uh, we also have an office in Williston, North Dakota. And uh, our parent company is, uh, is based in Houston. So we have 31 offices nationally, and uh, we're one of those offices in Minneapolis, and we're expanding now into the Bakken. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have had your finger on the pulse of the Bakken real estate market for quite some time? Yes. Uh, a lot of our uh, clients uh, in Minneapolis-based clients are, have been moving into the Bakken to develop, and uh, that created opportunity or potential for opportunity, both from a... Um, help them find users for their uh, uh, properties or help them find investors to invest into the properties that once they're completed. And so we've been tracking it for myself personally around two years and um, continue to do that. And uh, really sort of at this point uh, have, have kind of rifle shot at it now, kind of decided what I want to focus on. Where at the beginning I felt like, I may have said this to you before, but I felt like a a Labrador in a honey hole where there's birds flying all over the place. I really didn't know what to do and what to, what to chase, kind of drinking out of a fire hose. But now I've determined that uh, we need to um, uh, focus on, you know, one or two things. And then from that, we'll do some other things that will be, you know, ancillary uh, type business. And uh, that is Williston Industrial Properties, uh, both uh, built and not built, representing both landlords and tenants to put them into properties that they want to own or lease. And then uh, retail will come right behind that. And uh, investment sales, which is what my main focus is, is kind of the layer that goes over the top of that. And then additionally, I do some work for the Dakota Landing Hotel, which is a hotel on the north side of uh, Williston that uh, maybe got in the game a little bit late as far as when they you know, completed the hotel, construction delays and things like that. And so we have a 240-room hotel with uh, almost always 100 rooms available. So I've been tasked to go out and find heads for beds. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to throw a comment at you. I heard at this uh, Williston Basin conference here in Bismarck, North Dakota, and you can sidestep the comment or you can take it on that um, currently Williston has the highest rent per square foot in the United States. Uh, according to the New York Times uh, uh, last month, they put out an article that if not, it, w it was near the top, if not the top. Somebody told me that many of the construction projects happening in North Dakota have unrealistic pro formas, maximum occupancy for 20 years, the life of the boom. Are you hearing anything along these lines as far as uh, inflated pro formas or maybe that's not the right word, maybe it's unrealistic. Um, just maybe, maybe you can help me out a little bit more. Maybe tell me I'm crazy, I don't know. No, I think um, it, what you're hearing is uh, a lot of it is correct. Uh, first of all, to, to the first point, um, I've heard that and I think it probably is right when you're seeing the, and they base it on a per square foot basis, so on a small one or two bedroom apartment in Williston, you know, rents can approach, you know, more than $3,000 a month, 
which would be uh, on par with San Francisco and, and New York City and, and or in Manhattan. And so I think that's a claim that can be made. Um, but what you're really asking me is how long will that sustain and are people inflating that and do they think they have expectations that are, that are well into the future? And I think the first thing is that I think the, the, the big question of how long is the boom going to last and how long is this oil thing going to happen for, I think we've answered that question. The question is, is 20, 25, 30 years or more because they keep finding more oil, they keep finding more ways of getting oil, they keep finding a, a better technology to extract it. And uh, based on you know the amount of holes that they drilled and the amount of rigs that they have and the amount of time it moves them and all of that, they've kind of figured out that it's at least a 20-year run here assuming everything remains the same in our economy. Um, so that question is no longer the question. You know, like how long, hey, if I invest in the Bakken, am I going to lose all my money in five years like it's happened in the past in the 80s and things like that? I don't think that's the case anymore. But I think you can lose your money if you invest in the Bakken thinking that you're going to get $3,000 a month rents all the way into for the next 20 years. And so, and that's the same on everything. You know, industrial properties, the rents are too high. Office properties, the rents are too high. Um, you know, there isn't a, there isn't a real uh, type of real estate out there that isn't uh, inflated in price right now. And that's mainly driven by the laws of supply and demand. There's not enough property, not enough product, in other words. And until there's enough product, and until there's enough people leasing that product or buying that product, we're going to have an uh, uh, imbalance. Uh, and also there's a flood in certain markets. You know, the Bakken's bigger than just, um, or the, the Bakken isn't really just the Bakken. The way I look at the Bakken is it's really kind of um, three major markets and then some sub-markets. On the east you have Minot, which really isn't in the Bakken. It kind of touches the edge of it, but it, it's impacted by it. On the west, far west, and I'm talking about only North Dakota, you have Williston. And then in the south, you have Dickinson. That creates a triangle. In between that, you have places like Watford City and Newtown. And then along the north, you have Tioga and Stanley and Ray and places like that. And a lot of other small towns. But each of these towns are kind of experiencing different booms of different types of commercial real estate at different times. So you have to be careful. You can't say everything's going to be doing great for the next seven years because you might have missed the mark on hotels, let's say, in Williston. If you try to build one now, I think you'd be crazy. But if you're trying to build a hotel in Tioga, might be smart because there's there's a need there for that. So you have to play that outright, and I think you have to you have to look at those numbers. And when you do a anal- financial analysis, you have to you have to factor in a, a drop in rents after some period of time. The magic, I guess, or the uh, the art of the deal is no one really knows how long that's going to be and how much it's going to drop. So you, everybody has different pro formas and different ways of looking at it. But I think you got to plan for one. And so what most people are trying to do when they invest is, or develop is to try to get most of their money back, if not all of their money back, in three to five years. And then after that, it's gravy. And it just depends on how much gravy it is. It could be a half a gravy boat or a full gravy boat. We've had a, we've had a string of announcements from gas plants being constructed in North Dakota. We've got a bunch of uh, single resident family being constructed, hotels. On the east side, we've got fertilizer plants going in. We've got uh, $800 million Sanford Hospital going in in Fargo. Where I'm going with this is there's only a certain amount of plumbers, pipe fitters, and electricians to go around in this state. There is a little bit of an obstacle with outside trade tradesmen coming into North Dakota without certification. 
Are you uh, hearing anything in the rumblings of where are all the pipe fitters, the plumbers, and electricians going to come from with all these projects happening in North Dakota? I haven't heard it specifically. I will say that, that there is a, um, a hurdle to pass when you want to do business in the state of North Dakota, even me. I had to get a reciprocal uh, real estate license. It took a little getting, because, or a little, little bit more than it used to. It used to be they're reciprocal. You send in some information and send your check, and you'd be licensed. Now they look at you harder. They check your background. They do all these things, and they want to have an interview with you to make sure that you're the right stuff for doing business here. And they're concerned about that because there's a lot of people that have come here from other places that don't have maybe the same morals or the same ethics as people do in the upper Midwest. And so I think I, I congratulate them for doing the work that they're doing to uh, mitigate that and to underwrite that. Um, and so I would think that that would be a, a barrier to entry, which means that the people that are here uh, get paid more and uh, there's more opportunity for them and there's, a, and there's an unlimited amount of, of jobs available uh, for people that are tradespersons that are good at their jobs here. Um, and I just heard yesterday there's still a short, short, a short we're still short 25,000 jobs in the Bakken alone. I don't know that they're all electricians. I don't know that they're all plumbers, but I would imagine a lot of them are pipe fitters, plumbers, and electricians. City officials, I don't know if you deal with them on a daily basis or not, but... Um, I'm trying not to on a daily basis. <laughs> what's, uh, what, what, what's it like dealing with some of the city, county uh, officials, maybe even at a state level, um, when trying to do some of these projects? I've heard everything from they rezone on you halfway through not everybody but it's happened where a project gets rezoned from commercial to industrial and you know halfway through a project obviously that's i hope an isolated incident but uh just maybe uh, some comments on working with some of our government officials here in north dakota well first of all i think that one of the one of the problems with this uh, boom area is you have a lot of people telling stories and the stories get bigger and the anecdotal th they're all anecdotal and there's not any way to really look things up and find out what really happened but everybody I talk to everybody I've been in uh, contact with in uh, in the uh, officials arena or government arena you know they're out there trying to do their job they're trying to do a good job they have the uh, best interest of the uh, area that they're governing at heart or at stake and they're trying to do what they can to make that work well um, there, is, uh, there are times where we've seen um, uh, officials that have uh, been, you know, maybe the biggest thing they had to worry about was licensing a dog in, in their market because it's, a, it's that small of a town and, or uh, making sure there's a stoplight at a corner and have, a, have discussions about that. And then all of a sudden somebody wants to come in and build a multi-phased uh, development that's uh, 500. And that was Michael Hogue, commercial real estate broker with Transwestern. To listen to the entire interview, or other features on Bakken Real Estate, visit our website at www.buildingthebakken.com. And this segment of Building the Bakken is sponsored by BakkenLocator.com, the number one business directory in the Bakken. That's BakkenLocator.com. Bookmark it today, folks. You won't regret it. Every 500 miles, give a picture to the waitress, eat a late breakfast, country style. Cause that's my life, yeah, y'all, and I love it. That's my life, there ain't nothing else in the world above it. 
And I see people all alone Picking their guitars, playing their songs I tell them, forget it Cause you can't fake it If you're gonna make it You gotta live it 